I just learned this. Um, did you know that pigs they they never sweat? Pigs never sweat. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, and thank you for listening to our podcast, Elementary Science by Science Scholars. Our first episode will be over weather and climate with our fourth period science class. Hello, and welcome to podcast episode number one, weather and climate. At our table, we have... Scott. Kyle. Ariel. Gabriel. Angel. Hayden. And Julia. And our computer technicians are... Janaya and Domitilia. So, as, you, as you can tell, actually, we're really excited today for our first podcast. I think we had the idea for a little while, and I'm actually feeling really excited. How about you guys? You guys excited for yeah. it? Yeah. 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 Like, cool. Yeah, me too. Yeah, exactly. So, we're just going to go ahead and get started, and we're going to kind of roll with it and see how we do. So, we're talking about weather and climate today. I kind of want to first just talk about what is weather and then what is climate. So I'm kind of opening the table to conversation. Who wants to start off? Julia, want to kind of go ahead? Weather is what's going on in the atmosphere and in a particular time. Perfect. So you're kind of saying that if I were to go outside or like at the sky, what's happening in that exact moment is weather, right? So what about climate? Anybody kind of want to help us out with climate? Hayden. Climate is in, is in Elia's pattern of weather that is a long period of time. Oh, okay. So speaking about climate, it's a very long period of time, right? So with weather, we're talking about what's happening right now, and climate is a very long time. Gabriel, you want to add something to it? Climate is the same or normal weather in a local area for 30 or more years, and the weather is almost always... The same and all of the time, yeah, all, all, almost the same all the time. And there are six different climates depending how close or far you are from the equator. Exactly. So with climate, we're talking about something that's over a long period of time. How many years or more? Thirty or thirty or more. Yeah. So if I'm a climatologist, I'm going to be studying climate, climate, and I'm going to be studying it for how many years or more? Thirty years. Thirty years. decades. Oh, yeah, in terms of decades, I was actually just about to ask, how many decades? Three. Three decades, right. So, you were mentioning that there are different areas of climate, different zones of climate. Do we know what the different zones are? Tropical and the polar zones are two. All right, so we know tropical and polar zones. And temperate zones. Oh, we got the temperate zone. So, I know that with each zone, it's kind of dependent on where you are on Earth, right? What is that middle imaginary line that kind of helps with telling us, I guess, how hot or cold you are on Earth? The equator. All right, so the equator, and it's where is it? Where where is it again? In the, in the middle. In the middle of our planet. Yeah, and it kind of like splits some planet in half, like top northern hemisphere, and then bottom southern hemisphere. And if I'm closer to the equator, I am more hotter. And then if I'm getting farther away to either side, I am colder. Yeah, yeah. And to a point, you're freezing. So let's go off of what Kyle said. Kyle, if you're freezing, I mean like bitter cold, and there's huge ice cubes going out of your ears with all the ear racks we have. Um, what type of zone are you in? The polar zone. Yeah. So the farther away we get from the equator, we're in the and we get very, very cold. And then the next zone closer to the equator is the temperate zone. And that's actually where we live. And then the zone that's hugging the equator is the tropical zone. Tropical zone. Which is more like 
islands like Madagascar and hotter places like that. So why would it be hotter though? Because it's near the equator, which means that the sun gives off its heat directly to the middle of the earth. And since it's closer to it, it receives more heat and light. It does, so they get direct sunlight. Mm -hmm. Gabriel. Because if the closer you are to the the, the equator, it, since it's in the middle, it gets direct sunlight from the sun. And the farther you are, the more the heat waves have to bounce off. And if it the longer it has takes to bounce off, the, the weaker the sun wave, the waves, the heat waves are going to get, and that's why it gets colder. And that's why the farther away you get from the equator, the cooler you get, yeah, because the sun rays aren't shining on you as direct as if you were on the equator. Now, actually, I have um, a task for computer technicians. We're talking about the polar zone and the tropical zone. We live in the temperate zone, uh, so we kind of like get a feel for like how the temperatures are. But I kind of want to know, and I think all of us want to know, what uh, countries are in the polar zone and then what countries are in the tropical zone. So I guess if we can have, Janaya, do you want to take, which one do you want to take, tropical or polar? Tropical and then Domitilia, you'll take the... Okay, perfect. So then while they're looking that up, we can kind of talk about other stuff, right? Okay, so then <clears throat> we're talking about climate and weather. We talked about, well, I want to talk about Pokemon. Maybe <laughs> That's maybe another episode, right? Just like a fun episode. But, uh, yeah, and actually, yeah, I grew up with that stuff too, so I, I know some stuff. Okay. We're never being informational. Exactly. Well, I mean, even that, talking about Pokemon would be informational. <laughs> but not over, like... The information that we want to know for school, right? Yeah. Okay, but so we talked about climate being over a long period of time, three decades, 30 years. Weather is not a long period of time, but a short, short, short period of time. time. Yeah, so this minute by minute. Anybody want to talk about weather, what they know about weather? Um, any kind of ideas? Kyle? Like Weather means that the weather is changing very common, like how I said. Weather is a condition of the atmosphere at a certain place, like how Julia said. But the time, and also the time depends on a lot of factors. And fun fact, the air around us is actually full of water due to the weather. Water so, molecule. yeah, the water molecule, so it's, uh, it's what type of state of matter would it be? Gas. If it's an air? Yeah, it's a gas, exactly. Yes. So I think Janaya has some information for us. Janaya, what do you have? Some countries in the tropical zone are Mexico and all of Central America. The Bahamas, top ha the top half of South America, Colombia, Peru, French Guinea, uh, is it Guinea? Guinea. I think it's Guinea. Yeah, like guinea pig. Yeah. No, I don't think there's a huge guinea pig out there though. But yeah. So thank you, Janaya. That's really helpful. Um. So then, okay. So then, let's talk about. Kind of like jump back into the climate zones really quick and then we'll jump back around to weather, yeah. But um, if I wanted to live in a tropical area like Mexico or Central America like Janai was talking about, what type of weather or actually what type of climate and weather would I be experiencing? Julia? The climate that you would be experiencing um, normally would be probably like warm, uh, muggy, 
like days mostly. Why is that? Because there's like a like a little bit of heat, but like there's still like air. It can still like um evaporate and create water vapor. So I think it will probably will create um some type of like precipitation. Hmm. Okay. So then. You kind of spoke about like being very hot and muggy with water vapor in the air. So we're talking about humidity, right? So the amount of water in the air. Why would there be a lot of water in the air if I'm living in those tropical areas? Hayden. Because it's mostly sunny. It's mostly sunny and we're next to what? The tropical zone. We're in the tropical zone. What are we next to? The equator. The equator. What else? So we talked about being next to the equator, having direct sunlight, very sunny. Julia talked about a lot of evaporation that goes into eventually condensation and precipitation. But we need a lot of sun, a lot of what to help with that water cycle, Gabriel? Water? Yeah. Oceans and lakes. Exactly, yeah. Mexico is pretty close to the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah, so exactly. So that water from the ocean and from the Gulf, it's going to help bring in a lot of the moisture, right? It's going to be pretty sticky. Like, the air's going to feel sticky because of all the water molecules in it and the moisture. Really? Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, so now we have the methylia with the polar zone. And what, do you, what information did you find? On the polar zones, the countries, I found it in this article. The article is called What Countries Are in the Polar Zone. The countries are North American countries, European countries... Russia lands and the Arctic. Antarctic. Antarctica. Yeah, so then we have places like Antarctica, some places like Russia, right, that are all going to be in the polar zone. So before we even go back into weather again, we talked about the tropical zone being warm and muggy. What about the polar zone? What type of conditions would I be experiencing in the polar zone? Julia. Very, I think you'll probably experience like really cold winds because like there's a lot of like actually I have a question about that. What is your question? Like how much air pressure does is normally in the Antarctic polar zone? Okay, I don't have the answer to that. So who could he possibly ask? The computer technician. Yeah, so computer technician. Julia has an, a question to ask you guys. So, how much air pressure is normally around in the Antarctic or the polar zone? So, we can have, while we have both of our computer technicians researching that, let's go back to weather. What else do we want to talk about weather? What else can we say about weather? Angel. Yeah, so let's talk about the differences between weather and climate. All right, so then let's just talk about that. So, what do you have? The difference between weather and climate is a measure of time. Weather is what conditions of the atmosphere are over a short period of time. And climate is how the atmosphere behaves over, yeah, relatively long periods of time. So, weather being how much time? Uh, over uh, a short period. Short period, and then climate being? 30 or more years. So, a very long time, yeah? So huge difference there. So time for sure. What are some similarities? What are some things that are the same between them? Ariel, want to help us out with that one? They both have seasons. Okay. So then uh, we experience different types of 
seasons with weather and climate. So in climate, uh, for sure, wherever you go, you're going to have some type of season with some changes in temperature. And then with weather, right, every day you'll have some type of weather that's kind of correlated to that season. So, for example, we're in the temperate zone. When we're in winter, which the winter solstice is December 21st, so it's not too far away from now. So at that point, we'll experience hopefully much colder weather. But who knows? We're in Texas. It might be really hot, right? Which who would want it? You guys want it to snow during Christmas time? Yeah. yeah. I don't want it to snow And you. Me? You deserve it. I do? Okay. Okay. We'll see. Give those plants to a monster. What plants? Mr. Rizzo's plants. Oh. Well, so background information, I gave Mr. Rizzo a plant for his birthday a while back, and unfortunately the plant died. He wasn't taking care of it. No. So I heard... I heard that he was, and then I heard that he wasn't. Who knows? He was, but he doesn't know how to do it properly. <laughs> That's what he told us. <laughs> now we know to keep plans to ourselves, right? All right, so, um, Janaya, Demetilia, what did you guys find out, Janaya? Uh, the polar zone has a high spirit pressure or air pressure. What do you have, Demetilia? Well, the patterns in the polar atmosphere... Changing patterns of high pressure are found in both polar regions. In the North Polar region, the northern amulet mode is an area of high atmospheric pressure that moves between a location over the North Pole and a ring around the pole at 45 degrees latitude. Okay. So then, essentially... What we can get out of the two articles that you guys both read, and thank you for that, is what type of atmospheric pressure do they have? A high. A high atmospheric pressure. So then that, that kind of leads into um, having high pressure and low pressure. Now, we spoke about before in class that each different type of pressure brings in different types of weather. Yes. Yeah, so right? We'll probably be seeing a lot of snow or hail. Maybe sometimes. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, but with high pressure, what type of Bad. what type of weather do we have, yes. Hayden? Um, uh, we usually have warm, good, sunny weather. Yeah. So, okay, but if we're in the Arctic or the polar zone, right, like Antarctica, we're probably gonna have cold days because I mean, that's what they're known for. That's the type of climate they're in, but. Sun they have high pressure, so they'll melt. Ice will maybe melt and I'll be a little bit more warmer. Okay, so then they probably won't have any like any blizzards, which there's some very, very bad storms, like snowstorms. Uh, so then high pressure brings in, like Kayden said, very good weather. Uh, no precipitation. It's a pretty nice thing. And total opposite, low pressure is going to bring in what? Bad, bad weather. Yeah. Some places yeah. Exactly. So then, let's actually talk about weather and climate once more. Go back to let's go back to weather. Why would it be important to know about the weather? Why would it be important to kind of look at the weather forecast? So if I were to wake up in the morning, look at my app, the weather app, or watch the uh, the news and listen to the weather forecast, 
What would be significant about that, Scott? It would be significant to know about the weather because if you didn't know about the weather or like watch the news, you would be able to tell which what clothes to put on because if you think it's if you think it's sunny outside, then you come up like with a basketball shorts and a t shirt, and then and then you actually know it's raining, then you get all wet and you do you don't know the weather. Yeah, exactly. So you want to know what you want. You need to know what you want to wear. Area. And also, uh. We could, we need to also look at it because uh, we might go outside and want to play with our friends when it's like a thundery, stormy night. And uh, we could get hit by lightning by accident because we never knew there was going to be lightning. Exactly. Gabriel? It would be a good thing to watch the news because it would let you know when, most likely when or what would be coming, like if there was a rainstorm coming or like a cold front or a warm front, it would be good to get prepared for that. Yeah. They're not always correct. Yeah. It's just a prediction. Is that totally true, just prediction? Yeah. Yeah. But it's really high-tech technology, mm-hmm. so it's most likely almost all the time. Like, the smart yes. it's Mostly with um, proof. The, uh, we want to know our weather if it wasn't for our fellow meteorologists. Yeah, so... We really rely on them to help us out with that. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. So, um, they have a lot of high tech tools to help us out with, with predicting the weather. And again, Kyle, totally, hundred percent correct. Not always true. Not always. It's not always gonna happen. Uh, I know a lot that they predict it's gonna rain, and I really hope for rain. And then Is it does there snow? Well, well, it has to be it has to be low, lower than thirty two degrees of snow. Yeah. yeah. It rains like this week or next week. Possibly, but then again, who knows? No. Who knows? So if we talk about weather, we want to know what the weather is like. Helps us out with what to wear. What about climate? Why would knowing a region's climate be important? Why would knowing a region's and area's climate be important? Why would that be important, Gabriel? Because if you knew a region's climate, then you would know what you should probably be wearing every day, um, at least until it gets like a little different. It's like a different season, possibly. Yeah. Okay, Julia? Like, if you're thinking about like moving to a new country or a continent, you probably would want to know like what kind of um, things happen there. And how good is the weather usually? And if you really like cold places, then you probably would live like somewhere near the polar region. But maybe the tropical. Yeah, well, no, not the tropical. The temperate. 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 Yeah. yeah. And if you really, really want to be like hot, like you want, want it to be very sweaty, you know, then you probably would want to live near the. Um, tropical zone. The tropical zone. So I think it's really good to know about the climate. I think for the most part, I think we're pretty much um, good with weather and climate. Do we have any other questions or comments we want to add, Kyle? Like as Julia said, like yeah, you should focus on you should like worry about the weather to know like hey, is there usually. Like, is that a common place where you can find a tornado or a thunderstorm or a hurricane? Or is it a nice, sunny place where you 
Like tornado. Like to where you'd like to grow up, and then end up there. There actually is a tornado over there. <laughs> yeah, that'd be very unfortunate, huh? Yeah, you don't want your cows to blow away, huh? Scott. I also learned about climate is that I don't know if I say it right, but they they use like like for whether they they use a, demo, a thermometer for climate they use a it starts a biometer. Okay. A biometer. Yeah, I learned from it on brain pop. I can't remember the name. Do you want to talk about that? Oh, a biometer. That right? Yeah. That's yeah. for um, what's it called? Um. Yeah. Uh, it's like for measuring the wind's air pressure. Hayden. Fun fact. Um, you know how you um there's Greenland and Iceland. Do you um do you think Greenland's are um nice and sunny, and you think Iceland's are icy and cold? It's actually the opposite. So um, if I go to Greenland, it's gonna be all icy and cold, and if you go to Iceland, it's gonna be all sunny and warm. It's, it's it's like the opposite. Yeah. So I, why would they why would they do that? I the Vikings that. didn't want they, they didn't want them yeah, to. Yeah, when they discovered it, they didn't want people to, to go there because they wanted that land for themselves. So yeah. they named it Iceland. Also, a fact not about weather and climate, but about the Vikings. It's been said that the majority of the Vikings, the the warriors, were women, and not men. Yes. 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 Mm -hmm. yeah. You, girl, girl, power. power. Yeah. power, power. <laughs> so, uh, Ariel. Fun fact: If you if you want to go climbing on a high, uh, if you want to go climbing, uh, hiking on a mountain or something, the higher you get, the colder and windy it'll get, and like if you get low, the hotter it'll get. Oh, because of elevation, right? The higher you're going, the uh, the cooler it gets. Whoa. Exactly, Scott. Interesting fact. Did you know that cool air is stronger than warm air? Why is that? I would say because that I, was, I put the low pressure because like when um like like when you're in the like the polar zone, the winds and stuff, they blow real strong and and warm air like in the desert, the air doesn't really go like it doesn't push a lot. Really? So that's something we'll have to double check on that for sure. So we'll look into that. Uh Hopefully, we'll talk about it in the next podcast. Have we talked about humidity? We haven't. We can probably talk about that. Well, I Gabriel. think Scotty is actually correct because he's probably thinking, because when, like Ariel said, if you go higher, it gets colder, and the higher you get, the stronger the atmosphere is because you get closer to leaving the atmosphere, and it's really like high pressure wind up there, and... That's why, because it's mostly cold, you wouldn't expect hot weather, like, up on really high mountains. Because mm -hmm. the higher you go, the less, like, air can reach up there. So, like, it's like hard. reference Mount it's Everest, you would, mm -hmm. eventually, if you were to get to the top or something, uh, you would have to bring, like, air tanks. And even though if you go to, like, a building in a city, and, it's, and you think it's really tall, it's probably not as tall as, like, actual... Like you can't you if you probably climbed that big um, I don't know a hundred feet um, up in the air it probably wouldn't really uh, happen if if that were to happen so I don't think you would probably feel the coldness of the air if you went all the way top of like a big 
um, building. And if you went to Tokyo and went to the tallest building in the world. <laughs> well, I don't know. Yeah. Who else? Next field trip? <laughs> code, well, did you know code L goes down and turns to Walmart and it keeps happening over and over again? It's like a Maybe. cycle, right? Yeah. Like so the, um, what? The warm the, air goes up and turns to cold air and the yep. cold air goes down. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's in the brain pod video. Mm, okay. Yeah, good. Um, you want to talk about humidity really quick? Yeah, so what is humidity? Well, there are two types of humidity. Absolute humidity is a measure of how much water vapor the air is capable of holding. The hotter the air is, the more moisture it can hold. And and relative humidity is a measure of how much moisture it actually is actually is in the air. It's expressed as the percentage of the absolute humidity. If the relative humidity is 100%, it means the air is totally saturated with water. When humidity rises, the air feels sticky and uncomfortable. So would you like a humid day? No. No. Especially in your yeah, it does. That's where get... that evaporation happens in all the humidity. Why? Why does all the eva evaporation happen near the beach? Because, like, the beach has the ocean, and the ocean is one of the biggest bodies of water on this planet. Uh, no, the Atlantic. Wait. We're not gonna list specific <laughs> oceans. Yeah, specific. So we have a large body of water like the ocean. And we have a and we have a large, large ball in the sky that's floating, which we call the sun. Right, and um, it's like the sun is kind of like the powerhouse of the water cycle. It is in charge of the water cycle. If we didn't have the sun, would we have evaporation? No, no, no. We wouldn't have life either. Yeah, exactly. So it's pretty important. So we, we we rely on plants and animals that we eat or use to share life, like cow or pig they rely on plants and then the carnivores rely on them and then they would go extinct and then they're also important so then not only is the water cycle dependent on the sun essentially all life is too because because mm -hmm. the cats grow and then like herbivores eat them and then either we or some other carnivores eat them too sad yeah. yeah, and if, if I mean, if it probably isn't sad when you eat your hamburger, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you don't shed a tear whenever you're eating that cheeseburger. Unless like, when you think about it, like it's sad for vegetarians. Yeah, all I see. So essentially, the sun is the the powerhouse for the water cycle, and then also gives energy to to life. Yeah, chicken burger. Scott, <laughs> I just learned this. Um, did you know that pigs they they never sweat? Pigs never sweat. Oh yeah, they don't. No. Pollock yeah. always in mud that I... <laughs> no, like, they never sweat. That's why, like, pork is bad for you. Pork is bad for you. Well, it's got a lot of fat, so... Because they're big. But, I mean, bacon is delicious, but it's not good It's not getting wrong. Kyle's totally right. They bacon's love, delicious. They so. love chili. Yeah, I love pork. I love pork. I used to like bacon. All right, so, uh, I pretty much, it seems like we're done with weather and climate. Um... I think it went pretty well. I think we're really happy with our first podcast. Yes. You guys happy? You're good? Yeah. Well, we appreciate to our listeners for tuning in. We will come up with new episodes, and uh, we thank you. Can we all say thank you? Thank you. All right, thank you.
kids, don't eat what's under the kitchen sink. <laughs>